0: And welcome to a new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. The first one in calendar year 2021. We made it, folks. Uh, We got to the new year. Producer Sheila, she's super pumped. Uh, uh, Yeah, doing a little little dance over there. Um, I hope everyone had a very safe holiday season. Uh, Happy New Year's, all that jazz. I was... uh, very eventful uh, new year's for me. I drank uh, a couple adult beverages on my couch and watched pro wrestling. Um, it's very exciting. Um, you know, definitely different, different uh, way to ring in the new year, but, uh, Hey, I was socially distanced. Um, even my, even my bearded dragon was six feet away from me. So yeah, um, it was a good year, good way to ring in the new year. Very calm, very relaxed. And, uh, you Know the next day, an ice storm came to you know northern Indiana, so that was fun. Um, been a, been a busy uh, you know, last week or so in the, in the local high school sports scene. Uh, kind of wanted to hit on some of the major uh storylines of sorts as we get through this. Uh, as we enter now, this is like when this is when the winter sports season really begins. You know, there's there's things obviously happening in November and December, but now we we turn that. Uh, turn that calendar to january and all of a sudden like here here we go right this is the last month of the regular season for girls basketball we've got pretty much the last month of the regular season too for swimming and wrestling boys basketball now you 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 kind of have played enough games to get a feel of what these teams are like here we go like this is this is where it gets really exciting in indiana and uh you know, just in time, you know, everyone takes a little break over the holidays and then you come back fully rested and you're ready to go and here we are. So I uh, wanted to hit on girls basketball to start. I know I've kind of harped on it a lot on prior podcasts this year. Um, well, this season, this year, it's, you know, it's new. Um, but uh, we have some good teams in the area once again and I kind of wanted to highlight some of them Uh Starting off at the top, uh, I'm just going to try to be in alphabetical order. If I go out of alphabetical order, I apologize. Uh, Bethany Christian, the girls team, they've won five in a row. They are 10-4 and four currently as of the taping of this podcast, which is Tuesday, January 5th at like one forty p.m. So these takes can be, if they come out of date later in the night, I apologize. But one forty p.m., Bethany Christian has won five in a row. And they're doing it in dominant fashion. They they went down to Lakewood, uh, Lakeland, Lakeland Christian Academy. There we go. And uh, just dominated two games at the LCA tournament this past weekend. They have been winning games by 30, 40 points. Uh, looking good doing it as well. Uh, once again, the, you know Coach pa- Kristen Parson has that team playing Really well right now. They got a couple freshmen, Chup and Willems, who are just common names. You could just say any, say those for any Bethany sport at this point, and yeah, you know, they're probably the two ones that are leading the team. Um, they're playing well, and man, they're just looking good. And you know, I, when I saw them, and I saw them in their first game of the season, and they were playing West Noble, and, and we'll get to them later, but uh, you know, you could kind of see they were young, right? A couple freshmen that they were starting. But there were signs of like, okay, like if this team really gets together, like with more experience, they're gonna be pretty good. And I will tell you what, they're looking really good right now. They've got a couple games this week that are uh, winnable. Bremen tonight, uh, Tuesday night, will be very, it'll be interesting game. Uh, but they got some nice games here, and then it, it kind of all comes down here to January 14th, Thursday. They host uh, Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian in a regular season game, and those are the two teams in that sectional that appear to be. The front runners in the sectional. So that'll be a great test for the Bruins. Uh, Blackhawk has only lost, I think, two or three games this year as well. They, they are very formidable. The Bruins look formidable. That's going to be a fun game uh, in Goshen at the Menno Lands on uh, Thursday, the 14th. Uh, I kind of got the, that game circled on the calendar as well, and I think that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. See if maybe Bethany is is really for real. Not saying I don't. I, they look for real to me right now. Don't get me wrong, but you want to be really real. You win that game, all of a sudden, you know that's there's some eye eye popping uh, potential there. So uh, another team playing well right now. Goshen, uh, the Lady Redhawks just won their holiday tournament uh, over the past weekend. And they gave uh, a Homestead team before Christmas break, they played Homestead and gave them their money's worth, and that's no easy task as well. Uh, Goshen currently sits at 11-2, uh, with their two losses being to Fort Wayne Homestead, who's, you know, very good, and has one of the best players in the country on the roster, and Central Noble when they were coming out of a 14-day quarantine from COVID. So, you know, two, two quality losses by close margins on the road, and one of them, when you had not played in basically almost two and a half, three weeks, like Red Hawks are playing well right now. They've got a big game tonight before the, you know, after the recording of this podcast and probably after you guys have already heard this. So, but maybe they beat Mishwaka Marion tonight. That's a big game. Um, I'm talking about it, and you'll be listening to it after it already happens, so you can call me out if I get it wrong. Um, but that's a big game for both those teams. Marion is ranked uh, in the top 20 in the state in the coaches' polls, regardless of class. Um, so it's a measuring stick game for Goshen. It's one of those games, you know, where it's like, okay, like, you know, this is a team last year that went 18-6, and six, but it felt like they didn't have maybe that quote-unquote signature win, that marquee win, right? This would be one of those marquee wins for them. Uh, you know, Beating Northridge earlier this year was huge for them. Can they get over? Can they take that next step? Can they beat Marion? Um, and ultimately, too, it you know, comes down as well just to the Northern Lakes Conference. Can they win the conference title? Uh, that will be most likely decided January 16th when Goshen goes to Warsaw. Uh, that's going to be a really interesting game. So, Goshen, they're playing well. Brinshup Hill, Tyra Markham, they're all playing really well right now. Sean Hill has that team uh, playing uh, good basketball, so I- I'm intrigued. I- again, a couple teams here I'm really uh, bullish on. I don't know if that's the right word, but they're showing some things. Uh, another one that was show- is showing some things, even with the loss last night, is Lakeland. They are now 12-3 on the season. They dropped a tough one to Angola last night. Uh, they were had won 10 in a row, the Lakers had, before that loss, and now that Gives them their first loss in the Northeast Corner Conference. They're 6-1 in conference play, 12-3 and three overall, but they are playing exceptionally well right now. Um, they are proving to be more than just uh, one player. You know, everyone will look at Bailey Hartsoe as their top player, uh, but Faith Real had 21 points, even in a loss last night. Uh, Peyton Hartsoe, the younger sister of Bailey, has played well. Um, Madison Kyle has shown to have some good games. I think she had 30 in a game. Week or two ago, like she's playing really well. Uh, they have some balance on that team in scoring, and their defense plays well too. I mean, they're holding teams to to low outputs on the on that side of the ball. So, you know, I know they lost last night. That's a tough loss on the road uh, to a good Angola team. Angola is one of those teams contending for the conference championship as well. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's they're looking really good, man. The Lakers. that's sectional, uh, them. West Noble, which we tease again, which we will get to, alphabetical order, okay? Tip, tippy Canoe Valley, Central Noble, those four teams in that sectional. Man, good luck. Uh, it's insane. Um, Northridge went three and one in their holiday tournament. They're 11 and six overall. They're playing well. Uh, you can never count out a, a Doug Springer team. They get Warsaw on Saturday, so that's another big NLC uh, deciding game uh, for them. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see how they handle Warsaw. They, Northridge played Goshen well. Uh, can they can they beat Warsaw and maybe create some more chaos in the NLC? Um, potentially opening the door for Goshen to win outright um, with the win over Warsaw. But Warsaw is very talented, so that'll be a fun game uh, down in Warsaw. Or excuse me, that game is in Middlebury on Saturday. Um, and last but not least, West Noble. We got to them. Sheila's alma mater. Uh, first. Before I dive into West Noble, shout-out, Sheila, 28-year work anniversary at the Goshen News. 28 years yesterday, Monday January 4th. Um, I'm 26 years old, so context. Um, West Noble, they have won seven in a row. They are 12-2 and two on the season. They are absolutely obliterating some teams right now. I mean, not making it even close. They played Tippecanoe Valley, and Concord at the Lakeland Shootout on Saturday and won both games by 25-plus points. I mean, they are just absolutely on a tear right now. They get to go to Angola tomorrow night, Wednesday night, so that will be a very interesting game. Angola can play spoiler for the second straight night or second straight game for the Hornets. West Oval 6-0 in the conference. Them and Garrett are now the only two remaining teams, I believe, in the NECC that are undefeated uh, in conference play. So, West Obel gets Angola on Wednesday, and they get Lakeland on Friday night. And, uh, you know, I tweeted it out Sunday, but, like, looking at the NECC girls' basketball schedule, those are the – this week, you know, could ultimately decide who wins the conference. Fairfield, who I didn't even mention, they're 9-4. and four. They only have one loss in conference. They're playing Garrett Tuesday night. Again, after you have listened to this, they would have played. So, that's a huge game. Garrett's undefeated. Fairfield's got one loss. Falcons are nine and four. Uh, I mean, it's really a really competitive NECC at the top with six, seven teams. You can you know, arguably could win a sectional this year, which is really miraculous. Obviously, some of them are going to have to beat each other to win their sectional. But man, that is a loaded, loaded conference in girls basketball, especially at the top. Uh, just really, really good stuff uh, from the NECC so far this year. Um, shifting to boys basketball. Kind of wanted to hit on a couple teams, too, from the area that are playing well. Uh, We'll start with Goshen. They were 0-4 at the beginning of the year, and, you know, they played some tough teams. Elkhart, Mishawaka-Marion, South Bend, St. Joe, you know, teams that are, you know, pretty good, and they're going to contend for their own sectionals, but Red Hawks have rallied here. They've won three in a row. They're three and four. Uh, They beat Lakeville, or excuse me, LaVille on Saturday in Lakeville. That's confusing, Um, but uh, shout out freshman Gage Worthman. by the way. In overtime, he scores nine of the team's 11 points to lead the Red Hawks to victory over LaVille. And uh, he finishes the, finished the game with 17 points. Uh, he, Coach uh, Michael Wolford after the game, talked just about how you know the talent is there with that kid. Uh, it's just a matter of getting him varsity minutes, varsity playing time. Uh, to get used to kind of the speed, the physicality of the game. I mean, he was playing eighth grade basketball last year, you know, and now he's playing varsity high school basketball. He's playing kids literally four years older than him, you know, seniors and stuff. Uh, But he played well and, and, you know, Drew Hogan has really found his mojo uh, and Deacon Hill is playing well for them too. They have, you know, uh, they're they're interesting now. Like initially I was kind of skeptical because they weren't playing well, um, but they've, you know, they haven't had their best uh, big man all season, basically. And Blake Weiss, uh, he's been out with COVID contact tracing at least twice. Um, what you feel for the kid in his senior year, he's not going to be able to play that as many games as he would like. But Goshen is kind of trending in the right direction here. Uh, can they ride this momentum? You know, maybe, maybe challenge some teams in the Northern Lakes Conference. They haven't uh, played a conference game yet. They were supposed to play Northridge a couple of weeks ago, but that game was postponed for COVID reasons. Uh, they start conference play Friday night at home against Concord. Minutemen are struggling a little bit this year. They're still ha- Minutemen are still looking for their first win of the year. You know, Maybe that's a nice uh, place for Goshen to get a conference win and build that confidence going into the, the meat of their conference schedule. They've you know, they got to play Northwood. They've got to play Northridge. You know, those are two teams at the top there that are pretty strong. Um, it's going to be interesting to kind of see what the Red Hawks do. Uh, this year, so uh, Lakeland, also boys basketball 3-1, and one. they didn't play over the Christmas Break, but On their first three games, kind of hung in there With Westview a little bit uh, Before falling to the Warriors Westview, we're going to get to them in a minute, but man, they look good again <laughs> Death taxes and Westview Boys basketball, right? Um, so uh, as, as for the aforementioned Northridge 5-2, and two, beat a good South Bend Washington team on Saturday by 14 At home uh, once again, they are the Raiders. Right in my three years at the newspaper, uh, they have been, you know, pretty good. A couple sectional championships, regional finalists two years ago. Uh, obviously, had the tournament cut cut short this past season, so we we, not, we don't know what, what they would have done. Uh, but they're once again shooting the ball well, and when they get going, they are they're pretty unstoppable. Um, Raiders five and two. They once again look good. Them and Elkhart in that sectional will be. Pretty entertaining, I think. Um, Northwood, Northwood transitioning to the another NLC team. Seven and one on the season. They're one loss to Westview, which again, it's another tease for Westview. We have had a couple teases for teams today. West Noble Girls, Westview Boy. Alphabetical order allows you to do that sometimes. Uh, Northwood looking good again. Uh, seven and one on the season, and you know there were some questions like for them because they graduated a couple seniors. Uh, that were, you know, uh, key players for them last year on a sectional winning team. Uh, but Ian Rash has come out, and he's had a fantastic season. You still have Ben Vincent, who can shoot the ball from three, uh, one of the best three-point shooters in the area. And this is a team, once again, like, they're pesky. And that sectional, you look at that sectional for them right now, I know it's very early because, uh, it's, it's you know, they've only played eight games. You know, boys basketball tournament doesn't start till March. But you know, you look at that sectional. It's not maybe the hardest one to win in the area. You know, Lakeland they're kind of hanging in there. W- Wawa um, they're they're pesky too. They're they're kind of pesky. They'll give they'll give teams games for sure. Uh, Tippecanoe Valley. You know, we don't really know much about them right now. So it's interesting. It's an interesting. And Northwest playing well, and, and, and you you start peeking towards March, and you're like, hmm. Sets up for them to maybe win another sectional. Uh, obviously, you don't want to get too ahead of yourselves here. Anything can happen, especially in 2021 or 2020 with COVID. Um, so they're they're kind of interesting. And then Westview. We finally got back to the Warriors. They they gritted out gritted out a victory over Angola on Saturday. They're six and one, undefeated in the Northeast Corner Conference. Uh, once again, like I said earlier, death taxes Westview boys basketball. They are control of their own fate in the NECC, their schedule gets a little easier here Uh, in the next couple, their regular season games at least, Um, the NECC tournament begins next Monday, so you know, the way that falls sometimes, who knows, but Westview has Hamilton twice coming up here, once on Friday, and then once to start the NECC tournament next Wednesday the 13th, so I don't want to take anything from Hamilton. I'm sure they're fine people, but Westview will probably win both those games by at least 40. So they're looking pretty to get to the conference semif- semifinals at least and uh, potentially face Central Noble or Cherubusco in a sectional or in a conference tournament semifinal game Friday night. Um yeah, Westview once again. And they've beaten both those teams, Turbusco and Central Noble, so far this season, and both those teams are in their sectionals. So there's a chance that they will play each other three times. One of those teams will play each other three times this season. So, uh, yeah, NECC Tournament Week, there's nothing better than that. You know, just you never know where you're going to be. Um, makes for some fun times. Uh, so we'll, we'll dive more into that next Tuesday uh, – next week's podcast, I should say um, – and and then that. So basketball shaping up. Girls girls are getting to that final month. Boys are getting there. Uh shaping up to be fun. This is you know, hopefully we can get through this. We've managed it relatively okay so far. Um obviously I think we'd all like wish we would have played some more games than we have, but you know, this is an unprecedented year, years now, plural, if you want to be technical about it. Um and the fact that we're trying to get through it I think you know, makes me happy, at least. I know that other states are not playing, so and I'm sure coaches will take, you know, even playing just 10 games. You see, like, like Northwood girls are 1-5 and, and haven't played in a couple weeks because of quarantining, and you feel for them because it's like, man, you know, defending state champs in 3A and not being able to play games, but... You know, I'm sure they're happy that they have to go through this, I guess. You know, they are trying to get back and play games. It's a lot of stress and a lot of work, and I don't envy Athletic Director Norm Sellers down there, but, you know, you're still trying to play games. So, um, that's good, I guess. Um, Shifting gears from basketball, because I know everyone loves basketball, but we have to talk about other things because we are an all-inclusive sports podcast. We're not the News Basketball Podcast. Uh, This Thursday... I'm calling it Olympic Thursday for the Goshen News coverage area. We basically have our two biggest uh, wrestling and swimming contests of the year in terms of the Northern Lakes Conference. Um, Thursday, Mishawaka at Northridge in wrestling; both teams undefeated in conference. And Northridge at Concord boys and girls swimming. Girls' swimming's both Northridge and Concord undefeated. Uh, Northridge boys swimming has one loss. Concord is undefeated, but obviously, if Northridge boys beat Concord, then Northridge and Concord will be tied. So, essentially, the NLC in wrestling and swimming will probably be decided this Thursday uh, in the area, which I, you know, that's pretty cool. Like it just happened that the schedule fell like that, uh, but that's pretty exciting if you ask me. You know, these are. You know some of these sports like wrestling. You're you know you're like oh how are we going to be able to do this and same thing with swimming to an extent. But here they are and and this is a big week for them. The conference championships regular season at least will be decided um, this week for lack of a better term. And then starting next week you have the NLC tournament next Saturday the 16th and you have the uh, swimming the girls swimming for the conference uh starting on next Thursday, the prelims start Thursday, finals on the Saturday the sixteenth. So like here we go. Like swimming and wrestling, like we're ready to rock and roll. The both sectionals will begin by the end of the month. Uh which is crazy <laughs> to think about. We're like we're here. Uh I can't really go back at this point. Um so, yeah, I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm going to be going out to that swimming on Thursday. We'll have Steve crawl over at wrestling. Steve loves wrestling, so I had to give him – throw him a bone here and uh, go out to that conference wrestling showdown between Mishawaka and Northridge. Um, you know, when Mishawaka moved into the NLC to start this year, that was one of the mat- – like, that was one of the sports where you looked at where, like, man, like, that's – a that's an upgrade for them to come in the NLC. All of a sudden, the wrestling becomes a lot better, and I think everyone in the conference had this Northridge Mishawaka match specifically for this year circled on their calendar as like, okay, like that's going to be that's going to be good. Like that's probably going to determine a lot of things. So here we go, Mishawaka Northridge Thursday. Let's hope everyone stays safe and and we can get to there on Thursday night because that's going to be a showdown. Really, really excited to see what comes from that. Um, and then lastly. We'll get to two things here. Some more of the Indiana college national kind of stories. Obviously, this past Friday, uh, Notre Dame football lost in the college football playoff semifinal to Alabama 31-14. Um, Brian Kelly called out local media after the game. That was cool. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is for Notre Dame anymore. Um, you know, there, there's there's two sides to this kind of argument almost for Notre Dame. Um, one is the quote unquote narrative, which I hate saying that word, but it's, it is what it is, um, that they can't win the big game. And that's true. They've never won a, an important bowl game or playoff game in my lifetime. That's just the facts. Um, and you can, you know, Notre Dame fans can, you know, whatever, but it's just the truth. They haven't won a big game in my life. Um, except the Clemson game in the regular season this year when Clemson didn't have their Heisman finalist quarterback. So, it's that's going to be an asterisk win, no matter what Notre Dame fans say. And, you know, I don't know if it should necessarily be, but that's going to be an asterisk in a lot of people's eyes. Um, so, people will argue that Notre Dame does not deserve to be here. Does not deserve to be on these big games. They have shown routinely that they get blown out in these games, and they don't deserve to be here. Um, my – kind of counter argument to that is like who else should go at this rate like specifically for this year the, the argument will be Cincinnati and I don't disagree, I don't necessarily disagree with Cincinnati I think they should have gotten a better shot potentially at the playoff um, but Notre Dame the last four years has won 10 games each season They've won two bowl games. Now, granted, the two years that they didn't win bowl games were the playoff games, and they got blown out in those games. So, you know, it's, you know, I, I don't know. I, they're closer than I think people want to admit. They didn't look like little kids out there on Friday. In 2012, when they played Alabama, they looked like little kids. On Friday, they didn't look like little kids. They have to get faster. They have to just get more skilled players and that is a lot easier said than done of course but i just don't i don't know how they can do it is kind of my argument and just because a lot of those guys you know go to alabama they go to clemson they go to ohio state and i don't know if it's the academic standards that scare away some of those kids i don't know if it's cold weather i mean ohio states in ohio it snows in columbus you know those guys aren't they still go to ohio state right the athletes go to the places like Florida, Auburn, right? Uh, even like even like Oregon for a while there. You know, they get the speedy, fast, like wide receivers and Oklahoma and Texas. And I just – I don't know what Notre Dame has to do at this point other than I, – I don't know. And they're a good program. Like they are still a good program. And I think that gets lost when they lose these games – routinely by 30 points there are a lot of programs in america that wish they were notre dame right now that they wish they had notre dame's problems okay i'm a university of missouri alum Mizzou has won 10 games like in a season like eight times total in my like ever like i i don't i'll fact check that later don't don't look that up now um they don't win like they go they went six and six this year basically and everyone was pumped it was like all right we had a good year like There are a lot worse places to be than Notre Dame right now in that sense. But Notre Dame is Notre Dame, right? They have this standard from when my dad was a kid and when my dad's dad was a kid of being this program that wins national championships and contends at the highest level and beats these great teams. And they've never really done that in my lifetime. With the exception of a couple wins over top five teams, they have not Won any of these big games, so it like it kind of comes back to like I said, like it's like a double-edged sword. It's like they're a good program, and they're they are you know in a lot better place than you know they're a top five program in the last four years, and there's no doubt you know about that. But like, how do they become great? I guess that's the question. Like, and it it's easy to say just get more athletes, but how how do you get those athletes here and? You know that was kind of like a lot of the questions that were asked to Brian Kelly after the game on Friday, because he initially was just like they made more Alabama made more plays than us, and it's like how do you get those playmakers then? How do you get those guys? And I know Alabama is like freakishly talented this year, like they have three Heisman contenders playing offense. Okay, like that is ridiculous, and I get that they're like the insane high standard for this year, but. How, do, how does Notre Dame get to that point how did how do they get those athletes in I, I don't know what the answer is I don't get paid enough to know what the answer is you know I'm not even gonna try to write a column about it you know what I mean so I don't know it just felt you know def- almost deflating in a sense and like I'm I, I'm not like a Notre Dame fan okay but like I cover them so like you, you cheer for like competitiveness you cheer for like I wanted this to be a good game on Friday I did just because like dang like that'd be fun if this game was really good. When no one thought it was going to be good. And, like, within the first two series of the game, you're like, oh, well, that's over. Like, I don't know how you close that. Um, that was kind of longer than I anticipated going on that. But uh, there's just so many different thoughts and emotions about Notre Dame, like football right now. Like, what are they? <laughs> what are, like, they're good, not great at this point. You know, and good gets into to the playoff. Now they got to figure out how to win at the playoff. That That's the next step. So... Uh, Better news, (laughs) not Notre Dame related. Well, kind of, maybe, could be. Um, March Madness, the NCAA tournament will all be held in Indiana this year. How cool is that, huh? The NCAA announced yesterday that they will be hosting the tournament at six sites in the uh, Indiana area, most of them down near Indy. It will be at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, home of the Colts, uh, Banker's Life Fieldhouse, home of the Pacers, IUPUI, uh, their gym, Butler's Hinkle Field House, which is awesome. That's so cool. Um, I use Assembly Hall and Purdue's uh, Stadium, which name escapes me. I apologize to the Purdue – oh, Mackey Arena. Got it. Pulled it out of my – out of nowhere, out of thin air, I believe. If it's not Mackey, I apologize. Um, so that's really cool. Like, that is super cool. And it, it will be running at the same time as the IHSAA Boys Basketball State Tournament. So – You know, there's a lot of kind of, like, Hoosiers, nostalgia. Uh, Talking earlier, Mike Bray had a press conference, another name coach, and he called it the Hoosier Tournament. So, uh, that's really cool, and I think it's going to be fun. You know, obviously, like, fans probably won't be allowed in the games, unfortunately, Uh, which is a bummer, you know, because that would be really cool to see. And who knows, maybe by the time we get to the tournament – in early March, things have gotten a little better uh, with the with the pandemic, and we can allow some fans into the games. But uh, as of now, no fans will be allowed. Uh, parents, obviously, of uh, players and things like that. But uh, that's pretty cool, man. Like I just think that's pretty cool. The Final Four will be at Lucas Oil Stadium, and uh, cool for Indiana, cool for the game. Like this is like something you always you will always remember. Um, I know the pandemic has been terrible, and it has um, caused a lot of Grief and sadness, and there's no disputing that. But there have been some kind of cool sports side effects from this. One of them being that this tournament will be held in Indiana the entire month, only in Indiana. That's pretty cool, if you ask me. So, uh, well, that will end this week's edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We will be back with you next week, and uh, we might have a new guest co-host who could be a permanent co-host. could that might be the thing? Uh, so have to tune in next week for that uh, announcement. Enjoy the rest of your week.